Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We're back, Dr. Smith. How are you This as we're I'm, entering into the fall? <laughs> you know, I'm I have great. to always mention weather. I always mention weather. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, and, it, and it's all good. I mean, you know, the weather does affect our lives and, uh, you know, it, it helps us to get, get context for what we're dealing with during yeah, the day. Yeah. And I think since I like have lived in Chicago because weather impacts so much of, of, yes, of mood for me yeah here so <laughs> but we're after labor day now so it's like it's like it's it's now time to get serious again about life mm-hmm. no more easy breezy summertime living but we yeah, have I'm a fun interview that. oh i'm sorry i was gonna say we have a fun <laughs> interview on tap today yes we do yes we do it's uh uh you told me about this one and i'm, I'm excited to to listen to our guest yeah. today I am too. I am too. Yep. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we jump in, you know, I got to do the music tip. Yes. So our tip for today is to stay in student mode. Ooh. Always look for opportunities to learn something new. <sighs> so yeah. it's, uh, yeah. And uh, let me give you sort of a um, some other uh, inspirational thing around that. Uh, you've heard the uh, term karate, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. For for a martial art, Japanese martial art. So uh, if you have a closed fist, you can't receive anything. So you have to come with empty hands. And that's mm. what karate, the word karate means in Japanese ah. is empty hands. You know what? Do I know that? I think I knew that because of Karate well, Kid. Yeah. I think I learned yeah, exactly. it at the point Karate Kid came out. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that, I mean, the lifelong learning piece is a huge, a huge thing. It's so important that no matter, you know, if it's music, if it's, you know, another craft, if it's a science, whatever it is, you should always be in learning mode. You should always mm-hmm. be trying to, to gain information because that's, that's where evolution happens. So yep. another good tip, another good thank tip. You, thank you. Thank you. Ah, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So is it my turn? Do I get to do I get to announce and welcome our guest? Because I'm so excited yes. as usual, <laughs> <laughs> as usual. So this guest, you know, we've brought on mostly, I would say, musicians who are either singers or songwriters or instrumentalists. And then we brought on industry people, you know, like publicist and, you know, producer. But I was trying to think, I don't think we've brought on... Um, someone like this guest. <laughs> He's very unique, and I honestly don't know if there's anyone like him. But I was trying to figure out, oh, how am I going to say the title? What is... He is a DJ, I think, by... I don't know if that's the easiest way, but I'm going to let him right. um, explain himself and just or describe his background and everything about him in just a moment. But I do want to say this: this gentleman is like... He's like a part of my heart, and honestly... Um, I met him several years ago. He was one of the first um, people I met when I moved to Chicago. I was newly pregnant. He might not even realize I was pregnant because I don't think I was showing at that time. And I was, <laughs> I had just landed in Chicago and I wasn't doing anything musically as an artist, but I listened to music like, 
crazily. And so he was one of the first people to get me hip to some music, some, some things to pay attention to musically here in Chicago, but also just in general um, with different artists. And so before I go on and on, cause I could talk about him forever. Cause I love him very, very much. <laughs> I want to welcome Dwayne Powell. How are you? Hey, Dwayne. I'm great. <laughs> this gloomy morning. <laughs> I know it's raining in Chicago. As I said, it's, summer is done. We're like, it's like raining and cloudy, but that's okay. We're going to make it bright. I, I just want to first thank you, Dwayne. Dwayne is a DJ. He's a laid out. I don't know what time you went to bed, but it's early when we're recording this guy. <laughs> so thank you for waking up for us. Um, Only for Kenya, because uh, I love her. <laughs> See, I told you we're in love. But anyway, um, yeah. So what I'd like you to do for our audience, because a lot of people who um, are going to be listening to this podcast podcast are probably going to be familiar with who you are, but there is probably a nice number who are not. So if you could just say what you do, how you would, you know, describe what you do and your background, how you kind of came to this. Well, currently I'm a DJ and a music historian. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you would say. Wow. Music historian. I say that. Yes. I think that's excellent. And um, I don't know. I don't even know how it came about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I started, um, you know, I met Kenya when I was in retail working at Dr. Wax Record Store. Um, I've worn many hats, and that's why it's kind of hard to describe, because I started out um, doing street promotions on the house scene in the 80s to um, record distribution, um, buyer for a company to retail to promotion to PR to yeah four many hats in this music yeah. game um, that I didn't even really ask to wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was just kind of um, you know it just it just came from my love of music and my love of good music and me always digging and exploring and trying to discover new and exciting things in the music and watching a market not be serviced and watching um, America mm. not be hip to some of the things that I was in love with. So mm. it just kind of turned into my duty to make sure that people knew about, you know, um, a lot of this good music that was out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why I felt like so connected to you because I've always been an explorer, not to the extent of you. Like you, you're beyond. I, I've never met anybody. When he, he's being very modest right now, explaining this, but um, you know, but I've always been that kind of you know explorer. Like since I was little, just trying to find and find. And so meeting somebody who is the same, but like times ten thousand. Like it was just like oh. oh my people like you know and I think that's what people (laughs) experience when they meet you that it's like oh you know you know that artist and and not only will you know that artist you can give like the dirt like everything on that artist and were you like was that was that something that you've done since you were way way little or did that just kind of become more of an entrance once you kind of got in the industry and you realized okay I need to know more about you actually mm-hmm. breaking up i can't make you out oh you can't hear me can you hear me now uh-oh can you hear yeah. me now 
I hear you now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I hear you now. I'm yeah. sorry. You might have to edit that. But I was just saying, I, you're a digger of music. And is that, I mean, like that Explorer, do you think that has been, um, you said it's always kind of been there, but would you say that even like since you were very, very young, just kind of, it was just there? Or as you got into the business more working, you just, it, it pushed you to have to become more of that. I guess I'll have to explain a little bit more about my childhood. Like, first of all, my mom claims she sticks by the story that when I was three years old, that she bought me a tricycle that I didn't ride it. I was like, what did I do? She was like, you turn it over on the side and you would put a 45 on the wheel and you would spin it and you just <laughs> oh like God. you expect it to make a sound. <laughs> and I was like, mom, you mind. She's like, I, I'm lying. She claims that as early as three years old, I was doing that. Wow. Um, but all of my uncles, all my mom's brothers were DJs mm. um, in the 70s and early 80s. So I, I grew up in an environment. And plus my mom, like my mom was um, the emotions with some of her best friends. They used to have car parties at our house all the time mm. and things of that nature. And like the staple singers, you know, come out of church. And mm. uh, with my mom having 14 siblings, it was a bunch of them and some of them went to high school with Benny Rippleton. Some of them went to high school with Shaka Khan. So it's just kind of like I've always kind of been in, like, immersed in the Chicago soul scene, even when I was young and didn't really know what I was immersed in. Yeah. Um, if you will. Um, so it's, I guess there's a certain things that's just, you know, just being in an environment stuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and then I've yeah. always been like a the weird kid that they had to make while I day. Um, <laughs> because I just want to be in front of, you know, uh, my uncle's record collection and, and the turntables. And that's all I would want to do the whole day. And I can mean, I can be lost in the whole day just mm-hmm. doing that. Reading the albums and everything else. So, you know, liner notes, different mm-hmm. things of that nature. Extremely important. I hate that, you know, liner notes are something now that we have to like dig for. Yeah. Right, right. Um, because liner notes was basically one of the biggest ways I would learn how to discover music. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, was by finding out who produced the record, who played on the record, and you know, and then when you see that name on another record, you're like, oh, wait a minute, you know. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 That's that's many DJs I know. They're they're same thing. They're walking music historians. They know so much about uh, who's played on what record. Um, you know who, who the producer is, who the the st- studio engineer was, and and they just have such a, a wealth of knowledge about um, each artist, and they can connect the dots. And it's just uh, it's always a joy to talk with DJs because you know they. They they really have a, a bead on. Well, it's, it, it depends on the DJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it depends. It definitely depends. Um, DJing is definitely the 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 profession of DJing is definitely um, varied, right? And um, you know, especially I mean, you have your mobile DJs who just you know strictly do weddings of that of that sort, and then you know. <sighs> I always like liken it to like American Idol syndrome, where at one point the DJ used to be like the tastemaker, mm-hmm. and it's gotten to the point now where we've had this kind of like American Idol syndrome, where where we let the um, the audience decide sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, 
And it's definitely changed the landscape of how we get stuff. You know, you go to, to events and parties and what is the man saying few five mm. records and mm-hmm. and the DJ is appealing to that. Mm-hmm. Um and it's definitely changed the landscape. But Chicago, especially Chicago, because Chicago, the DJs were taste makers and Chicago has always been a taste making city. Mm-hmm. Right. And um yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, I have, uh, I, I want, I guess I want um, some of the, the listeners to know, especially because I have my students listening to the podcast too, and I want them to to understand some of the roles that people have in the industry. And um, and you mentioned you were you were a buyer, uh, and and then you work at, at, at a record store, and I, I want you to I guess give some more context context into what uh, buyers do and, and distributors and, and all these, uh, these other folks that are in the industry. What, what are some of those roles? So I was a buyer at, uh, first cargo, um, distribution that was in the, in the later nineties. I was the person that was importing soul and acid and dance music from the, uh, from overseas to America. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was me, you know, um, sifting through certain things and buying records that I thought Americans wanted to hear and dance to, um, you know, so stuff like For Hero. I'm always proud to say in Chicago, I was the first person to have the For Hero Two Pages album. <laughs> like I sent a promo with them hoping that I would pick it up. Right. Um, Where is War Hero? God, that's an aside. Keep going. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was majorly my role is, is being the person buying the music, deciding, mm-hmm. you know, again, I guess wearing that tastemaker hat as well because you had to really kind of know or kind of figure what you think you're bringing in what, what the stores in America are going to buy from you mm-hmm. to sell to their public. Right. Right. So, and we're talking, like I said, with this all being music from overseas, you know, what do they know about or what can you convince them of that's that, that this record is great enough for them to stock it in their store. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So that was a, uh, that was a great gig. That was a great gig. Yeah. Um, but then working in retail was a different animal and I ended up loving that more because it was, it was one thing to get the the music in the stores, but then my, you know, in retail, my job was to get the music out of the store and into someone's home. Mm. Right. Right. Mm. You know? And so that's where my connections came. This is why, you know, Kenya and I, you know, have, you know, grown to be, you know, very dear to each other. Mm. It's because, you know, of that dynamic you you when you're taking music into your home mm-hmm. you're taking it into your life into your world into your right. you know what i mean um mm-hmm. and that's a whole different dynamic as well you you, you bring home and listen to that to the family yeah you know you're about to live with it yeah you know yeah. and it's about to become the soundtrack of your life your children's life your you know what i mean so wow. the fact I that I had got my of, I never thought of it like that. I'm like, you're yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're you know, breaking the fact it down. That my niece, <laughs> you know, the fact that my niece got turned out on BD Bell. <laughs> you know, it's like right. yeah. Right. Wow. And it was the BD Bell, I mean, honestly, and I'm gonna make sure I tag 
um, her on this podcast because <laughs> I actually want to try to interview her and I've been able to connect with her on social media. But it was B.D. Bell that brought me to you because I, I had heard I heard B.D. Bell. I heard a song by her at Dusty Grooves. And um, and I remember being like, wow, that was amazing. And so when I, I ended up buying it and then I'm like, I need to find everything about her. And this is before Spotify and all of that stuff. So um, when I came to Dr. Wax, I think that was one of the first people I asked, you know, what do you know? Have you ever heard of Beatty Bell? Like, and I'm thinking, like, he don't know Beatty Bell. And you're like, oh, please, let me show you A, B, C, D, E, F, G by Beatty Bell. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this is this is amazing. And I, I never thought of it, though, that way. And um, so I, bringing... you, um, your first time hearing of her was at Dusty Groove? It was actually Dusty Groove. They were playing this song and I was like, oh, this sounds really good. And I was like, who is this? And the guy didn't really know. And he went to the CD and right. I was like, I, <laughs> right. So this is the difference. And so a, yeah. a lot of there, when it came down to them having a new soul section, that was mm-hmm. because of me, even though I didn't mm-hmm. work there. Okay. Um, and, and Rick actually ended up giving me, paying me, giving me a check because I brought all of that to Dusty Girl. Ah, see? Yeah. And because he, because the person working there really did not know about her, I just went ahead and bought the album because I like this. I mean, when I like something, I, I know immediately when I'm going to connect to something. It only, it doesn't take me long. Like, I can tell pretty quick, like, okay, this is going to be, this is, I got to, I got to dig. But because the person working there didn't know much, I didn't know anything. I thought that was the only thing she had. And so it was you, which is what's making this very interesting of what you said, bringing into your life and changing, you know, the trajectory, not only of yours, but of your children. And I'm like, oh my God, you, I've never had anybody said that, say that like that, but you're absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's uh, going to what we've been talking about all, all along with this podcast is that, you know, just follow your passion. Do it. Do what it is that that you love to do, and 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 get out there. And then people will realize that you know you're indispensable. That and yeah. just like you know, Dwayne said, people will give you a check just for <laughs> introducing somebody <laughs> to something and and bringing them to their store. And right. that's that's really you know at, at the heart of it. You know, the money will come to you, and that's what we talk about making money in the music business. It's mm-hmm. it's following your passion and and doing what Man, it is. Man, you could say that again because I am I am in that mode right now yeah. as we speak. See, let's um, talk about that. Yeah, talk tell about, us about yeah. that. So, I mean, here it is. I'll be forty eight this year, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of in a different space career wise that I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I remember just as you know you know, just a few years ago, you know, how I was just kind of still not understanding what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, sort of, you know, um, you know, major things happening um in my life in terms of, you know, keeping the bills keeping the keeping the bills paid, the lights on and right. you know, I moved into a new apartment. My old apartment got broken into and they stole all of my equipment. They stole mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I moved out and I found a new apartment and I, at the time I was also dealing with my dad's cancer battle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just finances and just everything else and end up getting the money to move into a new apartment, move, uh, pay for the new apartment on Thursday. Literally on Friday, I lose my job. Mm-hmm. 
I remember wow. this. Um, I remember this in lifetime, but this is crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and it, it began from there because I'm like, what am I going to do? I have to mm. move because I got to get out of this place that was broken into. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just paid for this apartment. So my mom was like, hey, you know, do you think you should just get your deposit back and just move home? I'm like, I don't want to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, I don't want to move home. Like, I'm just going to have to be in this apartment with, with no TV, no no nothing. Because like I said, everything was stolen. Mm. Right. And just figure it out. And the figuring it out part was just kind of, oh, it, it was a road. Yeah, um, yeah. But then I realized that I didn't really start figuring it out. I just started gravitating more towards the things I, the thing I love, which was music. Mm. Um, and just started really geared, just, just, you know, um, and before I knew it, like things just started opening up, mm. you know, um, making sure I was at a cert- certain events and not necessarily saying for networking because I'm also a big believer in just going out and supporting people. Right. right. Um, that's a major, major, people don't realize that how major that is. You know, yeah, people don't yeah. forget you supporting them. Yeah. Um, and go out to genuinely support and not to, and, and to go out and expect it to be, to be some sort of, you wash my back, I wash yours sort of thing. Mm. Um, and just yeah, and just being present in the, the area, in the community, in the the thing that I wanted to be a part of, just being mm. present in it. Mm. Um, and just yeah, things started really kind of changing, and before I knew it, like even little things I was doing, like posting music on social media, turned into something. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, me posting up. Um, music on social media because I'm unemployed with no job and, and a lot of time on my hands <laughs> turned into me actually, you know, giving music lectures at the university you know, for the University of Chicago. Yeah. Well, um yeah. you know, things of that nature. That's so wow. it was yeah. it, it was just all all from just me, you know, still being immersed in music no matter what. And yeah, it's just, it's, I don't even know because, you know, man, you be grind. I'm like, I don't know. I can't even tell you about what the grind is. It's just <laughs> me just constantly being in, in my zone, in my passion. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's never been no trick to it as far as me walking in and, and yeah. <laughs> I no, I think it. that's 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 no, that's wonderful. Go ahead, Will. I know you want to say something because this is no. You, I was you, just saying that it's it's it. it's great. Yeah. yeah, that that he he gave the context that you know people think that uh, you know folks just come up on the scene and everything just rolls and flows real easy, uh, and they they build themselves up, get a name, get a brand, and it just happens. It's that's not how how it how it does. It's you you <laughs> no. got to go through some of the the ups and the downs and and really question yourself and then finally uh, out of nowhere it seems that you know things sort of fall into place. But it's really not out of nowhere because you've been doing it all along and it's you've been setting things up and planting seeds. I mean, then, last this past week I was on the cover of the Reach Chicago Reader. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and not only were you on the cover, like it's it's like a fat cover. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it, and it's everything you, 
You know what I mean? And when I'm I still see- like, uh, this don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I on the cover of the reader? Like, what is going on? Like, okay, this is the reader. This is the edition for the Jazz Fest. The Jazz Fest is in its 40th anniversary. Yeah. Ramsey Lewis is retiring. He's having his final show at the Jazz Fest. Why is Ramsey Lewis not on the cover and I'm on the cover? doesn't make any sense. Well, this is why we wanted you on the podcast. Like, I, I, I mean, <laughs> you really, um, I just, I, I'm so glad you just gave context because, you know, I think uh, as artists, I mean, because so many, I mean, everybody, you know, has a story and has these things we go through. And it's so easy to just say, forget it. You know, it's very easy just to kind of, you know, but what you said about, you know, I just did where my passions were and the rest, literally, you can't even explain, you know, the rest is just happening. And, you know, depending, I, you know, I'm not trying to say what people believe in and, you know, spiritually and all of that, but I just encourage people to know there's a higher force <laughs> mm-hmm. that is just constantly trying to, you know, get you to get to know you. And when you get to know you and you sit in you, then everything, you know, and it's not to say everything is just rosy every day. That's not the point. The point, though, is that there's flow. And I see that I from afar watching because I, I was I was there in live time, as you were kind of explaining. I didn't know the details, but I knew that, you know, you were going through some shifts and, um, you know, and I remember sending messages and I'm like, I'm praying for you. And I'm like, there's no way this this guy is too tremendous <laughs> with his acumen <laughs> of music for him just to go in the puddle. You know, I mean, like, that's not going to happen. I don't know what is going to happen. Yeah, but... Born and managing a restaurant and that was yeah. terrible. And, yeah. <laughs> and that was my last. I was like, yeah, you. Yeah. That restaurant job was absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible right. and it's funny but the way it left my life too yeah. um because you don't know if you remember the restaurant closed without warning i remember i was on that. my way to work yeah i was yeah. on my way to work <laughs> cat was called and everything and i got a call saying don't come in so on and so forth and you know and that was the end of the restaurant and it was like you know what you've been <laughs> moaning and complaining about that it was removed. What it, what what did right. you feel like the restaurant was in the way of? Did right. you feel like it was in the mm-hmm. way of your life? What was it in the way of? And then when you figure that part out, how do you get back to, how do you get, now that it's out of the way, how do you mm-hmm. get to that point? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. Wow. It yeah. It. I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. And, you know, it's, it, it takes that. It takes those, those moments of, uh, you know, I, I, people think may, may call it extreme, extreme uh, uh, life events or whatever it is. But it's you, you if you're running and you don't even know you're running from yourself, you're just doing what yeah. people probably say is right. responsible or this right. is what you should be doing. But, you know, you have to really just go in. What, what is it that you really love to do? Yeah. And focus. And people around you would not understand because I mean, my dad was trying to get me to move down to Texas where he is, and mm-hmm. oh, there's jobs down here. You know, you can drive a bus, and <laughs> you know, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, yeah, nah, you know. And then it comes <laughs> off as, you know, and then to them it's like, you know, what do you mean? Like, you need a job, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. And it's like, yeah, no, nah, you don't really get how that last job suffocated me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. Right. You know? Right. 
And I think, you know, you know, particularly, you know, these are your, your gift. Like your mom said, you were, you don't even remember being three years old doing what you did in terms of the tricycle. So this is something very, it's, it's, it is very innately you. And so to not do that is literally not to be a lie. Like you said, you know, being, you know, suffocating. Well, do you know for the longest, I didn't think music was a, I thought music was just something that you listen to and enjoy. (laughs) I didn't look at ever see it as a, like, something that was like a career right. outside of, I mean, I've always right, felt like right. it was a career if you, were not, if you were an artist. Right. So I never right. looked at it for as a talent at all. Like I right. never mm. looked at it that way. Um, yeah. And they're like, yeah. you're so talented. I'm like, how? I just like music. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> right. And I'm glad you just said that because one of the things I try to tell, particularly younger people, um, those things that you just naturally are inclined to do and you don't, like you just said, you don't even think about it. You don't even see it as a, you know, it's just, it's just what you do. That's the very most profound thing about you. That's, that is right, it, right. you know, because it isn't, it, it's, it's a natural part of your fiber, which is, um, and, and, and recognizing, you know, when you're, when you're young, you don't recognize that everybody can't do that, you know? And so you don't see it as special, um, and your adulthood to me is about going through the journey to finally understanding that it's special, you know, and that in fact it's, it's unique. And, um, I, I, I hear, I think it was Jay-Z. He even talked about that, about when he was young, I think it was Jay-Z. And if I'm saying the wrong rapper, I feel horrible, but I think it was Jay-Z that he was saying he used to just, you know, spit rhymes all the time. And he didn't think it was, he just, he could just do it. And his mom's like, that's special. Like other people can't do mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, and um, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to kind of tell younger people, yeah, those things. I hear songs in my head all the time, like constantly. I, I can hear, I can make up a song right now. I can, you know, it's always mm-hmm. in my head. And I thought everybody could do that. <laughs> I'm like, don't you hear yeah. a song? <laughs> and no, 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 no. That's, that would be. Different. Yeah, it's funny. Because I started, I launched I, the Review Mirror Sessions, which is a lecture series that I do at the um, Arts Incubator for the University of Chicago. Started out of me posting up my, I would take an artist who I like, like say Luther Vandross on his birthday mm-hmm. in April. And I will post up just all the stuff on Facebook, you know, my favorite songs and little bits of information that I kind of assume people knew. <laughs> you know, and I'll put it up there and then they go, what? Right. I didn't know Luther produced that or what? I didn't know right, right. that, right. you know, David Bowie discovered him and I'm like, you didn't know that? Right. You know, how did you know that? <laughs> right. You know. Right. Uh, right. Well, you, you know, I gotta say, that's the, the that's a golden child Dalai Lama little little moment that you had, you know, just putting a record on a on a bike. <laughs> you know, that's, you know how they, they, they bring the, uh, the beads and whatever <laughs> glasses from his former life and, and they know he's a he's the next llama yeah you right. you, you were the next dj llama <laughs> <laughs> but really you're right i mean i call him i'm like maestro's not enough like it's it's um you definitely have a really special gift and i, I before we have to kind of end the the interview i did want i mean one of the biggest gifts i think um, and whether or not you think about it or try it or it's just natural, but is your ability to support particularly those artists who may not be, you know, heard 
um, by others. And and given what the music industry is like shifting really, really fast nowadays. Um, and you've yeah, been, the industry <laughs> right now, it's just, right. I hate to, I'm sorry I disrupted you. The no, industry no, no, right go now, ahead. though, it's just, oh my God, I can't put my finger on it. It's just, mm. you know, um, on so many levels. I mean, I definitely, I'm, I'm appreciative that there's been so ways, many ways around, you know, dealing with uh, labels and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do feel like uh, um, artist development is missing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Big time. Majorly. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and that's a huge thing. And especially I would see it at some live shows that was like, oh my God, they need development. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know um, when you see certain artists in interviews you're just like oh yeah no one preps you at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yeah. Um, I would definitely say that you know that Motown charm school thing was was something yeah. right, um, right. that is definitely uh, missing yeah you know yeah. and I don't think actually the industry people I don't even think they have a rap on it either. I don't think they know what to do at this point either. Mm. Um, which is which is actually, when you think about it, it's a beautiful spot because we have a chance to now uh, redo this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right. No, I, I please. We're, we're Again, we're on the same page. That's why I even started creating Crimson, you know, because I, you know, can, it's just so blatant to me, the lack of development. And the development is on so many levels, you know, it's from like what you just said in terms of being prepped for an interview, in terms of stage presence, in terms of um, even just how you um, how you treat people (laughs) as an artist, you know, artist courtesy even. I mean, it's just uh, I agree with you. And and that was kind of going to be my question is, you know, because you have, you know, in your tenure of time, you've been able to, you know, do this music thing from when we had, you know, music stores to now where we kind of are. What advice would you, and you've worked so much with independent artists, what advice would you give then to um, independent artists, particularly in this, in, you know, the genres of music that you service most, which is more of your, like you said, progressive jazz, soul, R&B, that area. Uh, one of the uh, pieces of advice is to not be hard on yourself, but be hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, you know, I just had an artist that, you know, just, just wanted me to critique her music. Um, that she, you know, she's an independent producer. And I was like, you really want me to do that? Because I'm going to kind of tell you how I feel. Um, yeah. And, you know, don't let social media gas you up. Oh, my <laughs> um, God, Jesus, yes. You know, oh, there's yeah. people who've made a lot of decisions based on being gassed up on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media can definitely be a great thing. It's actually, you know, it's the, been the thing that's truly you know, launched my career, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but you actually have to realize when someone is just kind of being an amen choir and when someone really truly understands or get what it is that you're doing. And and you're not going to, you know, you, I can most you right now, um, what if I started a poker night? Y'all be there? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, knowing doggone well, you're not coming to no poker night. That's you know, funny. but you're gonna gas me up on social media because you wants to, you know, and right. you, you kind of have to be real about it. Right. Right. Yep. You know, um, and so many people make their decisions based on that now. Mm. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, we I know we're getting low on on the time factor, but uh, um, before we run out, I want you all to let folks know uh, what you're involved in, what you got going on right now, and uh, and also you know how they can either reach out to you or if you want them to reach out to you. But you know if if on social media, what what's some of your social media uh, handles? Well, right now I'm just um, getting trying to prep prep for fall. Um, I mean, I still DJ regularly every week at Red, um, every Wednesday at Reggie's. Um, and I'm going to pop up brunch now at Friday. Mm. Oh, it's not so much a pop up. <laughs> Fridays at the Promontory in Hyde Park. Um, preparing a, re- a special review mirror session for the Logan Center. It's going to be on the list for that blues festival. So it's going to be on Muddy Waters. Ooh, okay. Nice. Wow. And um, that's in October, October 6th. Mm, nice. And. Um, yeah, just prepping um, for more of that, more of artist talks and things of that nature. Okay. And I can be found on social media, um, Dwayne Powell. I have a DJ Dwayne Powell page. Twitter, Instagram is sound rotation, one word. And that's about it. And you have awesome. a beautiful website. What's your website? Oh yeah, DwaynePowell.com that I need to update. <laughs> oh, that's another that's another piece of advice. Update your website. <laughs> we said that, that last that, week, right? That, that was, was our I, music <laughs> tip for last week. <laughs> that was our tip because we all you you are not alone. <laughs> it's on my yeah. list. <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> yeah, I mean when I was um right, I was also um a music blogger writing for uh campanightingham.com and I had my own blog at one point. And uh, one of the biggest things that drive me crazy is when I when I have this artist or this music that I just lo- love and I like and I'm discovering and I go and this person has their like fan page or they have a website or they have this and no bio whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere on their websites or anything. And then and just like, uh, can do you want me? Do you want me to tell people about you? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. This is what we were talking about last week. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that you know, that's my, absolutely that's my first no, assignment. No bios or anything. Yeah. Um, or mm-hmm. the day of your record coming out on on you know you release your record. You, your social media. It's like mm-hmm. I should go to your page, <laughs> right? And there's a link to your project. Right, right. Your Avi pick, your profile pick is the album cover. Like, <laughs> yep. you know, these things that you have to do for yourself. This whole idea of keeping your personal page and your and your professional page separate is doo-doo. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> You know, oh, Will, man, we're gonna. We, I don't want you to get cut off. We have our little timer thing going, but do we? Do we have any more time, Will? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so everybody, look at the show notes. I have to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Dwayne. This has been yet again for me. It's spiritual, you know, even having these kind of conversations. So, um, but also so informative. So, thank you for for joining us. Yeah, we really appreciate it. I appreciate it. it. 
only yeah. continue back if uh, I wake up. No. <laughs> <laughs> the next time it's going to be late at night. Next time, late at night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Will. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. All right. Uh, All right. Take care, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.